from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks. Welcome back to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, funny thing, friends, what a difference a day makes. Uh, the last episode I recorded, um, I recorded yesterday. You don't need to know when that is. Sometime in y- your past. Uh, I guess my past, too, at this point. Uh, I was sick. I-, I was not doing well. I was stuffy. Still a little stuffy. Uh, I was coughing. Still slightly coughing. But I woke up this morning. Granted, it's almost 9 p.m. when I'm recording this. I uh, woke up this morning, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, I feel like I have my full voice for the first time in a week and a half. Hey, I don't feel like, you know, my head's full. Uh, never tested positive for COVID. Tested multiple times at home. Um, I'm assuming I don't have it. I'm assuming I had some other virus going around because there's plenty of them. Uh, at least in my neck of the woods. Uh, but either way, it was a great feeling. Um, and, you know, you can tell I don't want to go back to work because it's 8.33. Uh, I could be watching Raw, I suppose. I think I have the technology to watch Raw. But instead, uh, I wanted to get back into this here lethal lottery because it's been pretty crazy, this lethal lottery that we've been doing. Uh we're doing 90s Lethal Lottery, wrestlers who appeared on 90s pay-per-views. Uh, we did in our last episode, uh, we took care of the double losers bracket, those uh, wrestlers uh, that you know didn't make it in the first round, then had to wrestle their partner in the second round, didn't make that. They got assigned to a team. I actually did that purposefully. Uh, those teams, which I thought turned out pretty good, had ourselves a little 32-team tournament there. And now what we've been doing is these are the people who lost match one, but then won match two. So these are the wrestlers that, uh, you know, did not win in the first team, was was not part of a quality team enough to w- warrant getting into the second round, which we haven't touched uh, but these were good enough to beat their partners. And so I'm re-randomizing them. We had some great teams. Ric Flair and Bret Hart stands at the top uh, of the list. Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Morton, very good. Uh, we ended, you know, with Psychosis and Stone Cold, which, again, is not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but it's no Ric Flair and Bret Hart. There was no way we were going to top that, I don't think. Uh, though I will say, I alluded to it in the last episode, uh, the first team we're going to get here is pretty darn good. Um, if you remember, I, I went into the multiverse, which is someplace I like to go in the world of wrestling. Uh, I went into the multiverse and posited a world in which Fred Ottman and John Tenta had uh, opposite careers, in which Earthquake was Typhoon or Typhoon was Earthquake, so we have John Tenta as Shockmaster. Um, we have uh, Fred Ottman, Typhoon, Tugboat, uh, as Golga, and all of that. And I thought that was entertaining. And then, sure enough, uh, we had done that to talk about Typhoon. And here's his partner, Earthquake, 
and I said it was a former world champion who is now a part of the AEW roster, and it's a 90s person, so that very much narrows it down. You probably were able to figure it out. Uh, his partner, Earthquake's partner, the man called Sting. I think that's a really good team. Sting and Earthquake, I actually like that team quite a lot. Uh, I'd prefer it to be Surfer Sting and, you know, sort of Canadian Earthquake. Uh, but you could go, you know, an alternate version where you have Crow, Sting, and Shark, which would be interesting. It's a shame we didn't get Shark and Shark Boy. Now, I, Shark Boy was more 2002 TNA. Maybe we'll, we'll dive into another decade at some other point. Um, it's worth mentioning. Well, do I spoil it? Uh, let me say this. I won't spoil it. Uh, but let me say this. I'm always looking for new ideas for tournaments. Let's just say that. Always looking for new ideas. If you've got an idea for a tournament that we should dive into, uh, you go ahead and let me know. I want to know who's taking on Earthquake and Sting in this uh, opening round matchup here. We're doing the bottom. There's two pages of brackets for this. We're doing uh, the, the second one here. So we've got Earthquake and Sting. They are taking on the mighty Hercules. Wouldn't be a 90s bracket without the mighty Hercules. Oh. Oh. Well. He's teaming with Triple H. Now, this is 90s Triple H. You know, we can go to the, the late, late 90s and get the beginnings of, you know, the, the game, I suppose. But 90s Triple H is mostly... Blue Blood slash DX Triple H. Uh, teaming with the Mighty Hercules to take on Earthquake and Sting. That's a great match. Um, you've got, you know, you, your supersized guy in Earthquake. Sting's the lighter, faster one. Again, unless we're going with DX. You know, Triple H and DX was probably 30 or 40 pounds lighter than when he became a main event guy and started taking, I think, all the steroids. Um, I, I think I got to go with Earthquake and Sting on this. But that's, you know, Triple H and Hercules is an entertaining team. I like that idea a lot. Uh, I haven't decided what I'm doing with this group. You know, we, we did our double losers bracket. Those guys are gone. Uh, you know, do we do... Do we do what we did again with with those who've lost this? Do they have to then face each other again? And, you know, then we're down to another group? I, I haven't decided yet. We'll, we'll have to think that one out, probably by the end of this episode. Next up. Oh, the talent keeps coming here. One of my favorites, Bam Bam Bigelow. Teaming, oh, what a fantastic team. Right out of 95, Bam Bam Bigelow. And Waylon Mercy is this team. That's a fantastic team. That's right out of, like I said, 94, 95, WWF. Uh, but that's great. You know, Danny Spivey, very talented. That character, fantastic. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, excellent. We're, we're talking right into his, you know, main eventing WrestleMania style run. Uh, that's wonderful. What a great team. Taking on The Rock. And Fatu, oh my goodness, we've got a Samoan dynasty going on. Um, 
yeah, no, that's legit. Bam Bam and Waylon Mercy versus The Rock and Fatu. Now let me think about this for a second. Uh, Fatu, Rikishi, father to the Usos. Is They've got to be related, right? Is The Rock related to Fatu? Rikishi. Are they nephews? He's the cousin of The Rock. Okay. Oh, yes, because he is... All right. So, a family affair here, and a Samoan family affair at that. So, they got to win. Um, as much as I love Bam Bam, and I do, you know I do, and as much as I appreciate Waylon Mercy, and you do, and I do, you know I do, uh, you got to go with that. That's the closest we've had to an actual team that I can think of. Let me scroll through here. Scroll. Let me flip back a page. Uh, you know, Dusty and Ricky Morton probably teamed at some point in some sort of six-man sort of thing. You did have an ECW team. Um, but yeah, that's pretty good in uh, The Rock and Fatu. Taking on Earthquake and Sting, great match, especially if he's Rikishi. Because he could be. I think Rikishi was around by the, uh, by the late 90s. Because then you've got Earthquake and Rikishi. They could do some sumo-type stuff. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's move on. Rick Martel... The talent in this. And I know it's because I'm a 90s kid, so all of these guys are going to be great. Rick Martel, I'd love it if it was Tito. I don't know where Tito showed up on here. But could we get Strike Force, please? Fates? Fates? I haven't looked. But it would be nice if this was Tito Santana. Rick Martel and... Okay. Thank you, Fates. Thank you. I didn't expect you to actually do it. But I appreciate it. I, you can accuse me of cheating if you want. But I'm not that good of an actor. Uh, in Space 41 is Rick Martell. In Space 42 is Tito Santana. We have Strike Force. Now, the interesting thing about that, besides the fact that, again, I'm terrible at probability. What are the odds? They were both part of this group of 64. So let me just even hold on. Let's figure this out because this is, this is blowing my mind a little bit. Uh, let's see. You know, they first had to have bad teammates. That was the start. So, I'm scrolling through, and again, scrolling is the wrong word. Where are Martel and Tito? Martel Tito, Martel Tito, Martel Tito. No, no, no. They're in here somewhere. I know they are. Not in the first four pages, unless I'm looking, I'm looking for Martel and Tito. Oh, so Tito teamed with Paul Roma, which is not a bad team. And then Martel teamed with Junkyard Dog. Okay. So, let's talk about what had to happen here. First of all, they had to get random partners, and they did. Uh, they had to get partners that they could then beat in the second round. I chose to have Rick Martel beat Junkyard Dog. I could think of many, many worlds 
in which I go with the Jeremy rule or the old school rule or the fact that I'm watching Mid-South Wrestling now. And I, I could have gone with JYD. I think I went with Martel because I'm more familiar with him and I appreciate the work of the model. So that all had to happen. Then they're on this list of 64 and they have to be randomly placed next to each other. I don't know how it happened or why it happened. I'm assuming the fates went in and changed the sheet. I'm assuming Rick Martel and Tito weren't like that until I beseeched uh, the randomness. Uh, Am I allowed to go on a tangent? Sure. It's my podcast. I do what I want. Uh, You know that I'm a member of the congregation of Penn Sunday School. Uh, I want to say that Glenn's also a member of the congregation. Either way. Penn Sunday School podcast I listen to each and every week. I'm bummed that Penn is now in Australia, so it's all going to be what are called bank shows which is something that Doc and I should do and we never do, regardless. Um, Penn has written a book. He's been working on it for 25 years or so, finished it during lockdown. Uh, The book is called Random, and it's about people who, or a person who, based on true stories, uh, when they have a decision and they don't know what to do, they have multiple things they want to do and they don't feel strongly one way or another. We all know how that feels. Usually revolves around food, uh, for me anyways. Um, they have dice with them and they roll the dice and they assign different numbers of the combinations of the dice to different things. So, you know, I really want Chinese food, so if I roll a 6, 7, or an 8, I'm getting Chinese food because those are the three likeliest numbers to show up. Uh, pizza also could work, so I'll assign uh, 5, 6, no, 4, 5, 9, 10 to pizza. Uh, I could stay home and make peanut butter and jelly, I guess, so that'll be one, two, you know, and so you get the idea. Um, and there are people who apparently have lived that way. I know this because I do similar things like that. If I'm not sure what to do, sometimes, you know, I've flipped a coin on this podcast many times. Um, I'll look at a clock. If the last digit, if the minutes are odd, I do one thing. If it's even, I do another thing. Um, You know, so this idea of rolling dice to help decide things in your life. And this person is doing it to the extreme. Every decision. Um is made with rolling dice. Clearly, I would not go that far. But it's a fascinating, you know, listening to him talk about it on the podcast because I can feel this, you know, that connection to that idea of, you know, just have some dice with you and whenever you're not sure what to do or there's multiple options and rather than waste the mental energy trying to hem and haw and go back and forth, bing, bang, boom, this is this, this is this, this is this, roll the dice, there we go, move on with your life. Uh, either way, strike force together again. The interesting thing about this is that in the nineties, they hated each other because they had already broken up. So that would be an interesting thing to potentially see happen in here. Uh, let's see who their opponents are. What magic are we going to get next? Lance storm is Jericho still there. I don't know. Jericho must be part of it. I don't remember where he went, and I don't want to flip back and look, though, of course, that is what I'm doing. Uh, I'll tell you what, right now, 
if we get Strike Force versus the Thrill Seekers, I should probably just end this episode at the 17-minute mark and go home because there's, there's nothing else that could happen. So I don't know. The odds aren't good, but do I see Chris Jericho? Let's see Lance Storm and Kurt Angle. Uh, a better, you know, not an established team, but better. Can you imagine, like, from a technical wrestler standpoint, as someone who loves the technical wrestlers, Lance Storm and Kurt Angle, <laughs> you know, the fact that we got Strike Force, especially since Brandon hopefully is listening, the fact that we got Strike Force is remarkable and amazing uh, and isn't good enough to beat Lance Storm and Kurt Angle. That team, for me, on a personal level, rivals Ric Flair and Bret Hart as the best team we've had so far. Uh, and we'll presume that Strike Force could not get along because it's the 90s versions. So maybe, you know, arrogance gets sprayed in El Matador's eyes. I, however it happened, Lance Storm and Kurt Angle are getting that win. Next up. Oh, man. The fun just doesn't stop because it's Gangrel. Oh, Gangrel teaming with... Oh. Remember what I said that Lance Storm and Kurt Angle were my favorite team? I think I might be wrong because now it's Gangrel and Doink. The vampire and the clown. I, we get we get the technical side of me satiated with Storm and Angle. And now we get the wrestle silly side of me satiated with Gangrel and Doink. My cup is my cup runneth over. My cupeth doesn't make any sense. But my cup runneth over here with Gangrel and Doink. This is the greatest tournament we've ever done. Next up, oh <laughs> who do they face? Shane Dean Douglas. I can't wait to watch Doink and Gangrel just beat the snot out of dumb, 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 dumb head Shane Douglas. Teaming with Chavo Guerrero. Poor Chavo. You did not have a chance here uh, with this pairing. No, it's not Gangrel and Chavo. It's not that Shane Douglas was bad. It's just... I don't know. He does the annoying heel character so well that he's actually made me physically dislike him. Like, and he's got a teacher gimmick. I should be a fan, but just everything about him, I, I just don't want it. He's got turn off the channel, like turn the channel level heat with me. I'd rather watch X-Pac. Uh, I won't go so far as to say I'd rather watch Enzo Amore, and I'd rather watch Shane Douglas and Ryback, but we're in that vicinity. Uh, so Gangrel and Doink will win. They will take on Lance Storm and Kurt Angle. I don't know what in the world. I'm going to have to roll some dice for that one. I'm going to have to roll some dice. Next up, Steve Armstrong of the Armstrong family. We talked in a recent episode about my disdain for the road dog and his thoughts that nobody respects his family. Teaming with, there's Chris Jericho. So we were close. They were in the same group. It could have happened. 
but Jericho teaming with Steve Armstrong, taking on Doug Furness, who to me uh, could be Armstrong and Jericho by himself. Phil LaFon, anyone? Phil LaFon, Dan Crawford, can we, can we, can we? No, but it's almost as good. Doug Furness and Bad News Brown. Jericho has kind of entered almost the Shane Douglas level with me. Um, I enjoyed heel WCW Chris Jericho. I enjoyed Ralphus. I enjoyed the list of a thousand and four moves. I enjoyed all of that. Then he went to WWF as, you know, Y2J, this big deal, and I didn't care. At that point, I stopped enjoying Chris Jericho. And, you know, his comebacks were good. I liked when he cut his hair, because I always think wrestlers who have long hair and cut their hair, that's always really interesting to me. Um... I liked his team with Kevin Owens based on how much I love Kevin Owens, but most of Jericho's career has done little for me. Now, to be fair, by 2002, when I'm, you know, I'm watching, just finished King of the Ring uh, this weekend, I'm not watching actively. I did see King of the Ring because of the great Rock and Booker T. Goldust segment. I remember watching that live, but I'm not watching religiously like I did as a kid. So a lot of Jericho's stuff I miss, but now he's a heel whining and wrestling. I don't even remember who he's feuding with at this point. Um, Edge, maybe? I don't remember. I don't care. I don't care at all. So Furnace and uh, Bad News Brown win that easily. Easily. Matt Hardy, speaking of people I don't care about, Matt Hardy teaming with Glacier. Let's talk about how I love Glacier exponentially more than I love Matt Hardy. Uh, Taking on D'Lo Brown, we almost had a Brown-Brown team. And Stan the Man Hansen, uh, very nice showing in our Hoss Fight Tournament. And D'Lo and Hansen, I like D'Lo Brown. I like Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen, oh, we're getting Brown on Brown. Doug Furness and Bad News Brown taking on D'Lo Brown and Stan Hansen. I want to watch Stan Hansen and Doug Furness beat the tar out of each other. I want to watch uh, Stan Hansen tackle Bad News Brown, who we learned in Hoss Fight, has a legitimate uh, martial arts background. I want to see Brown fight Brown. I want Murphy Brown to be in the stands. Uh, Farmer Brown. Uh, any other famous Charlie Brown, obviously. Man, we got we got Gangrel and Doink. We got Strike Force. We got Brown on Brown. It's meant to be, friends. We are meant to be doing this together, you and I. Let's keep going. Ricky Steiner. I don't know where Scott is. Maybe he's around. And the British Bulldog, oh, that's a great team. Rick Steiner and the British Bulldog, the Dogface Gremlin and the Bulldog. Him coming out on a leash, like like he's the second coming of Matilda. Uh, That's a great team. That's a hossy hoss team right there. Taking on Joey Abs. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. 
It can't be the rest of the posse. I know they showed up in the double losers bracket. Joey Abs, the best of the bunch, but I don't have high hopes for you. Who are you teaming with? <laughs> okay, never mind. I was wrong. I was wrong, everyone. I'm sorry. I was incorrect. He has all the chances in the world. So think about it. Stop. Think about it. Who's the only person that he could team with that I would say, oh, yeah, they can beat Rick Steiner and the Bulldog? There's only one man that could do that. Two, if you count Brock Lesnar, but he's not in this tournament. It's got to be Haku, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's got to be Haku. Haku and Joey Abs. But even then, I can't. I can't. As much as I love Haku, and we know I do, I have to be quote-unquote realistic in this fantasy tournament. Uh, Rick Steiner and the Bulldog are too good. He can't beat them both. Um, not with just Joey Abs. So, Joey Abs is getting the Tongan death grip afterwards. But yeah, that's a great team, Rick Steiner and the Bulldog. Oh, Haku. We'll do something fun with you later. That sounds weird. Masato Tanaka, speaking of hosses, a lot of hosses represented here, teaming with the Ultimo Dragon. Now that's a fantastic team. That's a great team. You got the power and toughness of Tanaka. You got the speed and athletic ability and high flying of Ultimo Dragon. That's a great team. Taking on Canyon. Who better than Canyon? Ultimo Dragon for one. And Blitzkrieg. All right. That's a great match. Ultimo Dragon and Blitzkrieg would be a fantastic cruiserweight battle. Makes me excited for a cruiserweight tournament whenever that is going to happen. And then you've got Masato Tanako and Canyon. Another great kind of matchup. Innovative offense. You know, not afraid to get a little rough with each other. That's a fantastic team. Uh, fantastic match. To me... The winner is clearly Ultimo Dragon and Masato Tanaka, but that would be real fun to watch. Real fun. Uh, Rick Steiner and the Bulldog versus Tanaka and the Ultimo Dragon. Great, great match. Two, four, six, eight, four, six, eight, ten, four. Are we done? Oh, shoot, we're done. <laughs> I kind of snuck up on me. Uh, so what happened is I have, you know, the 64 names here in column A of my spreadsheet. I redacted the whole thing. So I redacted literally one to a thousand. Um, so I hadn't processed the fact that we were out of names, uh, but we are. There we go. There, those were our, our 16 named or 16 teams for this page uh, going along with the 16 teams uh, from the last one. So now I do have to decide. Uh, what we do here with the remaining teams. So there are a lot of good names. There are a lot of good names, but I don't know that there are enough good names for me to justify uh, keeping them all in. I think we're going to do the same thing we did last time, and that is that... Uh, the losing teams will have to face each other. Um, the losers will get moved into, again, another uh, bracket. 
Uh, maybe I'll make some teams, kind of like we did before, uh, and the winning team or the winner will advance and be randomized, and we'll just get even more quality teams to me because these are again wrestlers that have made the cut. So, uh, our first losing team, going back to last episode, was Two Cold Scorpio and Jerry Lawler. Uh, I love you. Well, that's not true. I appreciate Jerry Lawler, but uh, you're not winning. Scorpio's going to win. Next, this is a hard one. Bradshaw and Bob Holly. I like them both. Uh, I clearly like Bradshaw better, but it, it, it does need to be said um, that I like JBL better, and JBL is still years away. However, Bradshaw's still going to win. Uh, Henry Godwin and Massachona won. Berserker will easily defeat Tommy Rich. I'm not a Tommy Rich guy. Um, Dusty and Ricky Morton advanced. John Kronos will beat Dick Togo. Um, Jacques Rougeau and Scotty Riggs. I, I do love the Mountie. Handsome, brave, and strong. So we'll, uh, we'll have him defeat Scotty Riggs. Typhoon and Dino Bravo. Oh, man. I thought they would have won. Typhoon will beat Dino Bravo. Uh, Mark Marrow and Brutus Beefcake. I gotta go with Beefcake. And then Psychosis and Steve Austin won. Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Too Hotty. Tough. Uh, more because I, I don't need either of them. Which does make me wonder. Right now, if I could... I'd keep Bradshaw and Bob Holly. I don't feel super strongly about that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Tuhati. Because it is possible that if there is a team that is... Re oh, yeah, no, I know what I'm doing. Never mind. Uh, we're getting rid of Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Tuhati, both of them. Because there's going to be a team that I am going to intervene in the randomness to save an upcoming team. If you remember what we've done so far... You'll probably know which team I'm talking about. Earthquake and Sting won. Triple H will defeat Hercules. The Rock and Fatu won. And I am choosing to save Bam Bam Bigelow and Waylon Mercy. So they are going to advance. Tommy Dreamer, Scotty Tuhati shall not. Uh, Strike Force, it was a thing of beauty that you both made it. Um, but one of you got... I. I'm always going to be a Martell guy. Lance Storm and Angle advanced. Gangrel and Doink advanced. Shane Douglas versus Chavo Guerrero. Chavo wins. Um, I guess Jericho beats Steve Armstrong, but I'm sorely tempted to do the other, the opposite. Uh, Glacier beats Matt Hardy, no question. Haku beats... Joey Abs, no question. Sorry, Joey. And then Canyon and Blitzkrieg. I ooh. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. And while I am tempted to cheat again and get rid of Jericho, I won't. Because that's not right. Uh, but I like Blitzkrieg. And I like Canyon, too. But I do like Blitzkrieg. So... Luckily for us, we don't have a lot of these names. There's only 16 names here. So I'm looking now at the names of the people who lost. 
to see about making teams. I don't know if there's going to be any obvious choices here. I thought about Canyon and Glacier, except Glacier won. Um, I think I'll just randomize it. Let's do what we've been doing. Let's randomize. Randomize. I'm not even going to redact it. I'm not even going to write it down on paper. We're just going to do it on the sheet here. All right. Tommy Rich and Mark Marrow. They're going to do another lethal lottery here. Versus Tommy Dreamer and Canyon. Battle of the Tommies. Uh, both Mark Marrow and Canyon innovators. I know that I should like Tommy Rich, but I don't. So I'm going with Dreamer and Canyon. Shane Douglas and Dino Bravo versus Scotty Tuhati and Hercules. I want to see Scotty. I want to see Hercules dressed very much like uh, Albert when he was the kind of like the hip hop hippo. Um, Scotty and Hercules are going to win. Uh, Tito and Jerry Lawler. That's a great team. They're going to advance. Uh, and then Matt Hardy and Bob Holly, another good team. Matt Hardy and Bob Holly, they're going to advance. So our semi or quarterfinal, no semifinal matchup here: Dreamer and Canyon versus Scotty Tuhati and Hercules. We'll go with Dreamer and Canyon. And then Tito Santana and Jerry Lawler versus Matt Hardy and Bob Holly. I got to go with Tito and Lawler there. So our finals of this particular group. Tommy Dreamer and Canyon versus Tito and Lawler. You've got your ECW Jerry Lawler thing. You could reference that. Um, I think I got to go with the old school team. I got to go with Tito and Jerry Lawler. I think they're the better group out of that. I do, I do say so. So now we're going to do the same thing with the group, the people that won. So we're going to take those names and make some teams. I've randomized those. And wouldn't you know it, funny how that works out. Bam Bam Bigelow and Waylon Mercy remain a team. Maybe that was some, you know, because of the chicanery, the interference. Uh, they're going to defeat Jacques Rougeau and Chris Jericho, Team Canada. Not a bad team by any stretch, but Bam Bam and Waylon Mercy are going to win. John Cronus and Typhoon. So you got an Eliminator and a Natural Disaster. Taking on the Berserker and Brutus Beefcake. I got to go with Cronus and Typhoon there. Oh, this is a great matchup. Chavo Guerrero and Bradshaw. Again, big guy, small guy. Always good to have a team that's a big guy, small guy. Taking on another big guy, small guy team in Haku and Blitzkrieg. I can't have Haku lose again. Blitzkrieg's a good enough partner. And then we have Glacier and Rick Martell. Pretty good team. But this team might be the best of the bunch. Two Cold Scorpio and Triple H. That is a fantastic team. Semifinals. Bigelow and Waylon Mercy. They're going to keep going. They're going to take out Cronus and Typhoon. And I love you, Haku. This was not your tournament. You're not that much of a team player, no matter how much you worked for the stud stable. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio and Triple H are going to defeat Haku and Blitzkrieg. So our finals of this little subsection of the tournament, Bam Bam and Waylon Mercy. I can't do it. You can't beat Two Cold Scorpio and Triple H. The power, the technical ability, high flying, 
swagger of Too Cold Scorpio. Yeah, they got to win. So, Tito and Jerry Lawler won the, I don't even know what you would call it, they, they lost the first one, won the second one, got reallocated, lost the third one, and then lost the f- team, yeah. So let's see, hold on, we can do this. They were 0-1, 1-1, because then they beat their partners. But then they lost again, so they were 1-2. Then they lost to their partner, so they were 1-3. So they won the tournament of the people who had one win and three losses. Scorpio and Triple H. Tito and Lawler won that one. Scorpio and Triple H would be... They won, they lost... No. They had to have won. No, they lost the first one. They beat their partner, so they were 1-1. One then they lost, but one, yeah, so two and two. Yeah, they must be the two and two folks. So Tito and Lawler won the one and three. Nobody cares. I'm just, I'm just talking right now. Uh, that was fun. All right, good for Scorpio and Triple H. Good for Tito and Jerry Lawler. I probably should keep a record of that somewhere in case I want to use those teams for something, but let's assume we don't. So where are we here? Uh, We have this little single losers tournament. We've taken care of the Constellation so far. So I think in our next episode, we will do the next rounds of that, where we'll see teams like Ric Flair and Bret Hart, or Dusty Rhodes and Ricky Morton, or Papa Shango and Conan, or what was the really good one over here? Last Storm and Kurt Angle. Yeah, or Gangrel and Doink. Uh, Those teams will do battle. And then eventually we will get back into the teams that won their first matchups and have just been kind of sitting around because we got to do all the consolation stuff first. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it as well. I also hope you're doing well and that those you love are doing well. We didn't check in like we usually do. But either way, I hope they are well and happy, and I hope you have yourselves a great rest of your day and week and month, and really just have a good life. So I'm I'm like Sam Malone near the end of Cheers. Uh, Shelley Long's character is walking up the stairs. I'll see you in six. I never watched Cheers, but I remember seeing the last episode. You know, I'll see you in six months, and she walks up the stairs, and he says, "Have a good life," because I'm pretty sure he knows she's never coming back again. I've had those moments. I, I, I think we all have. I think that's a collective experience. I don't know where we're going here. We kind of kind of went down a weird, weird side road to end this episode. But have a good life is what I want to say to you. But I'll say it again when we do the next episode. It's not goodbye. I'm just, I'm ending this episode. I'll be back. And hopefully you'll be back. And we'll be back together when I see you. I'm D.C. Matthews, by the way. The next time we, at the D.C. Matthews, by the way, celebrate the joy of booking.